Hey, it's Bob Stoffer. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to Oilers Now ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer. Weekdays at noon on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad. We return to Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer. Brought to you by Digitex. Managed print services to keep your printing costs down? Yeah, Digitex does that. D I G I T E X dot C A on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad. Welcome back, everybody. It's 1233 in Edmonton. Bob Stoffer with you along with Brendan Escott. Do you want to remind you that guests on our show receive gift certificates to Roos Chris Steakhouse, whether you're celebrating a special moment or simply savoring a night on the town, every meal's an occasion at Roos Chris Steakhouse. Roos Chris, it's the greatest steak you've ever had. Well, some have said that I'm the president of my own fan club. I, I, I think that's a, a little harsh. Our, our next guest... Is he the president of the Eric Francis fan club? I don't know. Mark Spector, Sportsnet spec for the horses in horse racing Alberta. Our province's horse racing and breeding industry was introduced. Uh, new safety protocols with thorough vet checks, stricter rules, and tougher penalties. Exactly like this next hour is going to go. Stricter rules and tougher penalties. Employed Albertans caring for our horses. Horse racing Alberta. Hello, Spec. How you doing? Oh, doing all right. You don't, uh, you're picking on my buddy Eric Francis, are you? I'm not picking on him. Everybody's in, here's the deal. Everybody's allowed to make their own comments during the course. It was, it was interesting because the game Friday was the Calgary broadcast. And with all due respect to Reed Wilkins and Rob Brown, I, uh, I turned during the intermission, I, I flicked on to see what Matt Stajan specifically and Eric had to say. And Mac had made a comment, uh, Matt Stajan had made a comment about the Oilers having, uh, more depth. And, and Eric proceeded to say that the Oilers don't have more depth and then brought up Kyle Turris uh, and I would suggest to you Mark that the numbers overwhelmingly indicate yes the Oilers do have more depth and part of that depth comes from the scoring on defense and it just you know what it worked unfortunately for Eric it worked out to be one of those nights where uh, you know the, the Oilers won a game without having McDavid or Drysaddle score which was like the second time in four games that it happened, uh, or even pick up a point, and then the Oilers pounded the Calgary Flames seven-one the next night. Yeah. So I think you know, and that's kind of like I can recall. Oh, geez, it wasn't that long ago. Two weeks ago, maybe three weeks ago. It was three weeks ago. I had a guest on the show in this uh, actual segment, Mark Spector, who was talking about Paul Yarby not doing anything, and then the guy goes out and scores two game, uh, two goals in one game. So yeah. there you- <laughs> it's all about timing in our business. <laughs> well, I, I, you know, I do. Like, 
It's yeah, it true. happens. It's, it's true. Like, for instance, uh, it is true that the Oilers have won two games in the last couple of weeks where they uh, were 97 and 29 didn't get a point. That is irrefutably a fact. It is also true that they've won two games since 2017 under those same circumstances. So he said, right. you know, what he said isn't necessarily untrue. I mean, I don't agree with him. The depth is, the depth is clearly... We're watching the depth, right? Things like Jujar Karras finally figured it out, it looks like. You know, that's good. Uh, Josh Archibald is one of the most effective PK fourth-line wingers this team's had in a long time, right? Uh, you know, Kyle Turris might not be the answer right now, but uh, Gaetan Haas is playing great. So they've got depth. But I think his comments are, you know, to defend him a little bit, he's talking about the orders of the last two, three years, maybe more than the orders of today. Yeah. And uh, he certainly got proven wrong in the 2-1 game when the goals came from, who was it, Kara and Haas in that game? Paul Yarby. Paul Yarby and Haas, that's right. So, And that's how they get better, man. You know, that's what... Uh, well, there's, a, Mark, there's, that, that, Mark, go ahead. there is, sorry, there's another way they got better. And they got better by generating more from the back end, which was part of the conversation you and me were having. And, uh, you know, the reality is the two top, the, the two highest scoring defenses in the NHL play tonight. Now, Vancouver's played 22 games and Edmonton's played the second most games, 20. But guess what? That's not the Canadian team's fault. The reality is the Canadian teams have been able to get their games off and so far, Touch wood, they've been able to do that, and we, they shouldn't be looked at. Wow, Edmonton's played 20 games. You know, Dallas has played 12 or 13. Well, guess what? Dallas had a pretty substantial COVID run and then had a really unlucky run with weather. But, you know, COVID, I've, I've run the numbers by everybody before. They know they know what they are. Like, you know, the death rate in the U.S. is more than two and a half times what it is in Canada uh, per million, and the case rate is more than three and a half times what it is uh, per million in the States. So the reality is Canada's been not quite as touched badly, uh, and that doesn't mean that Canada hasn't been touched, because it has. But, the, you know, the, the Oilers, Mark, are, they look to be a better team, and, and I think they can still get better. That's what's scary. Like, I think their defense can get better in terms of its transition, and if they get Ethan Bear back, that's, Mark, he's like a top three def- a defenseman on this team. And uh, and I do think we'll have a little bit more consistency in the bottom six forwards at some point. What say you? I won't interrupt. Go for it. The floor is yours for the next two minutes. Well, looks like we just uh, dropped the call here. I'm going to call him back right now. Okay, and that's what I thought was happening. So, anyhow, I was trying to get to him. Uh, you could uh, text us at 780-496-0063. By the way, some of you may have seen this uh, across the uh, wire. It has uh, just moved. Uh, Tiger Woods has been hospitalized with injuries after a single car accident today in California. Uh, apparently, they had to use the jaws of life to extricate him from the vehicle. So uh, there you go. Again, Tiger Woods um, has been hospitalized in California after being involved in a car accident. All right, Spec. So let's have at it. Give me your thoughts on can this – this has been a good run. Nine and two in the last 11 games. Do you agree with Dave Tippett that there's still a lot more uh, room for uh, growth here with this team during – like this might not be the best the team can play. Well, it better – you know, you always have to get better over the season. But we also have to respect that an NHL coach, a hockey coach, is never – you're never going to catch him being happy at the 20-game mark, <laughs> right? Dave Tippett's never going to say, man, are we ever playing good? This is as good as we could play. <laughs> you know, so he's always looking for more. 
Uh, I'm going to tell you, Bob, if they just go nine and two in their next, you know, three or whatever it is, however many 11 game blocks they have left, they're going to win the league. So, yeah, they can get better. But you know what? I'm not. I'm not telling you that they're going to get a whole lot better. They won nine out of, out of 11. That's a awfully good. And they're what, what impresses me is they're starting to figure out how to win a game. And you know, they're what they give up to Calgary: two goals in two games. They can win the two-one game here more. More. Um, they beat Winnipeg three-two. They're more consistent in those games. So that tells me they can win anyway. We always knew they could win 7-5. They could win 7-1. I question how many they can win 2-1, 3-2, and they're starting to pull that off now. Um, actually, when they played the good teams, they couldn't outscore because they didn't have Mark the same uh, depth up front. Mark Spector joining us for the horses and horse racing Alberta. All right. Is this just a goaltending heater for Mike Smith? Speck, what do you think? Well, what's his save percentage? Nine forty something. It's nine forty. Right? Yep, nine forty. So, you know, is he hot? Yeah, he's hot. That's okay. He's gonna, you know, I'm not gonna come on this show, Bob, and and tell the listeners that you can expect the season to end, Mike Smith to play half the games, and he'll have a nine forty save percentage. Right. That's uh, not that, happening. You know, that ain't happening. Right. <laughs> it's just like the PK and the power play last year. We kind of had a feeling it was gonna happen again. So, but listen, they're, they're stable and they're symbiotic. The relationship with those two, we all know it. Koskinen's way better when Smith's playing, and Smith, you know, Smith doesn't play 100 percent of the games or 80 percent of the games. He needs half. So, this is what we signed up for this year: is two guys playing half the games. This is how you get the most out of these two guys, and they're right. You know, this is enough goaltending, right? They're, we're not complaining about the goaltending now. It's, they've got plenty of goaltending right now. Mark, I'm going to put you on the spot here. If you're Dave Tippett and they clear Ethan Bear, because he says if he's cleared, he's in, do you bring Jones and Bear both in and you've lost Cuckoo to injury and pulled Bouchard out? Would you do that? Uh, well, that's a good question. Are we thinking, like, on the? I was at practice yesterday and they were playing Bouchard and Bear together. Uh, excuse me, Bouchard and, and um, Jones, Jones together. together. Yes, yes. So are, are, do we think out of the morning, I mean, the morning skate's going on right now. Do we think Bouchard's coming out? Well, it's an optional. And so, because okay, so. they've, they've already done the availabilities, you're on for the tip yeah. one already. Uh, I, do, know? do you know something I don't know? Is Bouchard not playing tonight? I don't know yet. I, I Do they go, so we know that James Neal isn't playing, so do they go 11 forwards? And then have Bear, Bouchard, and Jones in on defense, and then you got seven D. Um, I don't know. I'm just, I'm just. I'll, no. I'll, t- I'll tell you what concerns me a little is if you mm-hmm. go sixty and you put Jones and Bear both in, they haven't played for a while. Now Bear is a vet. He is coming off a really unfortunate situation, get hit with hit with the puck. Most of the this is this is one that's interesting to me because the, the hardcore analytics guys spec love Ethan Bear. They love him, okay? Okay. I personally don't think, I mean, I had a couple guys I trust tell me, Stoff, he's putting up sort of similar type of numbers to what Ryan Ellis did in Nashville when they had Suter and Weber ahead of him. And I'm thinking to myself, hmm, okay. You know, and, and you have to factor in that that was Nashville. I was a pretty good team at that time. Um, I mean, that's there's, there's some that would suggest there's a comparable there. Uh, but I, I don't think Bears as good offensively as Barry, 
and he's not as big as Bouchard long term. Like I'm, I, I kind of like the fact that Dave Tippett was a week and a half ago. We were looking at Baron Bouchard spec being together. That intrigued me quite a bit. What about you? Well, for sure. Uh, I, there's a couple things here, Bob. First of all, what you're trying, to, what you're saying to me here is you're thinking that if the righty bear goes in, you have to take a righty out, and that would be Bouchard. I don't like taking Bouchard out of the lineup. Uh, he hasn't done anything to come out of this lineup for me. I'm with you. You know, I, I think a young player who comes in. This is why Jones can't get into the lineup because he came in on two separate occasions and didn't get the job done and went out. Bouchard's come in and got the job done. You know, so I don't like taking him out. The question that, that they're asking each other in the coach's office is, do we like Bouchard enough on the left side? Is it too much for this young player to put him on the left side? Are we going to do him some harm if he goes out and struggles on the left side? But I'm here to tell you, Bears got to get in, right? Bears got to get in. If he's ready to play, plays absolutely unquestionably. And if I'm happy with Bouchard on the left side, I put him on the left side and and uh, Jones is, you know, Jones can figure it out. Yeah, well, uh, time will tell in that regard. Uh, tell you this, Darnell Nurse, is he figuring it out? <laughs> yeah, he has. He's, uh, yeah, there's something about, you know, it's it's crazy when you, you know, like I was thinking, I was thinking the other day I was trying to, um, I was trying to figure out why Nurse is better. Like, what's making him better? And, you know, it's like he's doing all the same things. He's just doing them better. He still skates the puck out of the zone in a, in a great fashion. He's joining the rush all the time. You can't tell me, Bob, that Darnell Nurse has figured out how to stay at home a lot more. He's always up on the rush. But maybe he's picking the, the right time to go. And maybe he's, you know, I, I'm really having a hard time describing what it is he's doing better. But watching him play, he's clearly a, he's better all over the ice. He's defending better. He's uh, is he skating better? He always skated great to me. I never saw any holes in the skating. But he's a better player. I mean, you can't say he's not a better player. I guess we have to really hunker down the film and try to figure out what's making him better. Well, I mean, it's, uh, well, I just like I always bet on guys that work and grind. Mark and are relentless in every field. Those are the best guys. Those are the guys that get furthest ahead. And I know how hard McDavid works, and I know how hard Drysaddle works. And uh, we're going to hit on McDavid and Drysaddle coming up in the next segment on a couple different fronts. And the thing about Nurse is, I personally believe he's got that same sort of relentless work ethic, which is why I wouldn't bet against him. This is the thing with Paul Yarby is I didn't see Paul Yarby coming back and playing with straight lines and being as competitive of a player as he has right from the get-go, and he's done that, and that's why he's been accelerated and moved up to the lineup, right? Yeah, so, and nobody saw it. We hoped for it, Bob. Everybody, right, I think, thought, right. hey, let's hope he comes back doing this stuff, but he's, he's but, exceeded what we hoped for. You know, in Nurse's case, uh, and people will not like this this perspective, okay? They won't, but I'm going to throw a name at you. He's not as good as this defenseman turned out to be. But this defenseman wasn't supposed to be as good as he turned out to be. There was a really tough defenseman in the early 1970s that spent some time in the minors, okay, and beat the crap out of some of the toughest guys in NHL history. He was a guy that kept other teams honest. 
and he kept getting better and then developed an offensive dimension by the mid-70s, and by the late 70s was arguably the best defenseman in the NHL. I'm not saying Nurse has got that same high, high ceiling, but if you talk to people around the Montreal Canadiens organization at the Ooh, time at the time, that, at the time that Larry Robinson first went there, nobody thought his ceiling was going to be that high, but he never stopped working. Right. Yeah. Never, right? You know what I mean, Mark? Like, hey, listen, we, you and me, go back two, three years on this conversation on Nurse, and they've been pigeonholing Nurse. Oh, he's only a second pairing guy, and I'm, I'm not the guy that has the answer to the question. But I always said to you, Bob, how can you tell? How do you know what he's going to be? How do you know where his ceiling is? And I say the same about Pulyarvi and Bouchard and any young guy. Like, quit putting ceiling. We always want to. You know, I talk to all these scouts, and they always – kid's 22, and they want to tell you exactly what it's going to be the rest of his career. And I don't you – know, you, you make the point. When you're Darnell Nurse, who – I mean, first of all, he comes from a, a family, of a great family of athletes. Uh, he said to me last week when I talked to him, he said, you know, I thought I was a really hard worker. Then this the, the pandemic came, and we all had to stay at home, and we had to figure out different ways to work and work out. And He says, I got a whole new level, man. He says, I wasn't close to working as hard as I could. So why is he a leader now? Who's your leaders on this team, Bob? They're McDavid, they're Dreisaitl, they're and Nurse. nurse. Those are the three nurse. leaders. Those yeah. are the three guys. And if, if Pulley RV, for instance, all he's got to do now, this is they're getting to where they got to be, Bob. They're not importing Andrew Ference and Milan Lucic and guys out of Boston because they can't get Patrice Bergeron. You know, when you walk in that Boston room, it just you, you learn from osmosis how to do it, and they're finally got that core group here at Eminem and Bob. That yes, he pull your RV when he's in the gym, he can look over at those guys and say, "Oh man, I got to do more," and that's that's how you grow a hockey team, and that's how you have, that's what I call leadership. Just for the record, just so people realize, Larry Robinson. Unbelievable defenseman, no question about it. Has the highest all-time plus-minus in NHL history. Okay, six foot three, two hundred and twenty pounds. One year a major junior hockey, one year, and was drafted twentieth overall in what turned out to be a pretty good draft for the Montreal Canadiens in nineteen seventy-one. He was the Canadiens' second pick in that draft year, going twentieth overall in nineteen seventy-one. The guy that went first overall was Guy Lafleur, who happens to be my favorite player of all time. Uh, nice, draft. As, nice draft. As a 22-year-old, <laughs> as a 22-year-old, you want a, you want a little bit of Freaky Friday for you, Spec? Sure. Uh, Larry Robinson, as a 22-year-old, had six goals, 26 points, and had uh, 66 penalty minutes. As a 22-year-old, six, 20, and 26. Okay. Nice. Okay, so it, those aren't, I mean, you know, obviously they had Savard, they had LaPointe. Yep. Darnell Nurse, you ready for this? As a uh -oh. 22, here we go. Darnell Nurse, as a 22-year-old, had six goals, 26 points, 67 penalty minutes, and was plus 15 on a team nowhere near as good as the Montreal Canadiens. At the exact same age, they had the exact same goals, assists, and points, almost the same penalty minutes, and Nurse had a very good plus-minus on a team that missed the playoffs. And everybody will say, well, Stauffer, you idiot. He played mostly with Connor McDavid. That's true, he did. But sometimes he's got to get some credit for what he's done. And oh, I think, yeah. Mark, we could certainly agree at this stage. His performance to date has been that of a first-pairing NHL defenseman, has it not? Oh, 
no question. And 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 in the absence, you know, we love a good story here uh, over at my place. And this is a team that lost their first period, their number one defenseman, and they went into the season with this big gaping open job and an opportunity and a place that needed to get filled. Like we wondered, who's going to fill in the minutes and who's going to be the guy for Oscar Kleffbaum and how are they going to survive this? And Darnell Nurse has just stepped up to the plate and said, get out of my way. I'll do all this stuff. And, you know, playing 30 minutes. And, and you know, I know he doesn't get a lot of power play time. Barry's doing that. But he's killing penalties. And he's That's... playing against all the number one lines. Like, he's just Bobby. He's absolutely taken that problem uh, that – Oscar Clefbaum left by being injured and just put it on his own shoulders and walked away. Mark, Sunday, he was tied for first. He's still tied for first. NHL goals by defense was six. Tied for second in points was 16. He's plus 13, which is tied for third, and tied for sixth in time on ice at 25-30. He's... He's he's been a top ten NH. If we, if you know what, if I wasn't the guy working for the Oilers Entertainment Group right now, I'd be sitting there saying some might suggest to you that those numbers would warrant Norris Trophy consideration. But I don't want to go that. I just I just want to say at least at this stage. He's proven like he's a, a number one NHL defenseman. Yeah. Well, I, <laughs> I mean, I don't know about that. I'm gonna I'm gonna say to you that you don't think uh, he's the number one NHL defenseman so well, far this year. So, so far, far this year. This, so far this season, sure, in 20 games, he's played like a number one NHL defenseman. I'm going to say to you that if we made a list of guys that we all agreed were number one defense in the NHL. I wouldn't have them. I think, I think how, they'd all be running their team's power play, frankly. Well, that's what's crazy about his numbers. Yeah, that's That's, that's what's right. That's like he, he might have 21 or 22 points if he's on the power play full time instead of 16. Sportsnet's back for the horses and horse racing Alberta when we return in orders now. Subscribe to the Oilers Now podcast. Available on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, or wherever you find your podcasts. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer on 630 Chad. from the mid-1980s. Bob Stauffer with you, along with the one and only Mark Spector, Sportsnet spec for the horses and horse racing Alberta, the 7,000 men and women employed in the horse racing and breeding industry, which has introduced new safety protocols with thorough vet checks, stricter rules, and tougher penalties, employing Albertans, caring for our horses, horse racing Albertans. Just received a text from somebody uh, that is watching the orders on the ice right now does look like it's going to be Jones and Bear have spent a lot of time uh, in terms of the drills that are being done on the ice, and Lagason has been with Bouchard. Hmm. Interesting stuff, because we were told that Lagason wasn't ready to quite come back. Very quick, well, you know what, that, that'll get into it. The Oilers Now Injury Report brought to you by James H. Brown Injury Lawyers. When accidents happen, go to jameshbrown.com. Brendan Escott's back the 630 Chet Studios. So Cassian remains out uh, multiple weeks still with that hand injury. Uh, Clefbaum done for the year. Cuckoo now uh, 
basically done for the season. Broken collarbone, tough break for him. Uh, so he's on LTIR. Uh, Bear would have to be activated off of uh, IR. The Oilers can make some moves. Lagason, uh is uh, still technically, I believe, on the active roster. What else you got, Brendan? Uh, Vancouver's Tyler Mott, lower body issue, and a defenseman Travis Hamanick, an upper body issue. That's got them both on injured reserve. Justin Bailey right now, day-to-day with an upper body issue as well. Uh, it was a battle of the backups in Toronto last night. Flames goaltender uh, Jacob Markstrom he's day to day right now upper body injury there Frederick Anderson a late scratch for that game with a lower body issue uh, if he has to miss any time Sheldon Keefe does say that uh, Jack Campbell could return from the long term injured reserve next week but for now it is Michael Hutchinson at the helm Blues got some bad news regarding Carl Gunnarsson as well Bob he's going to miss the rest of the year with a knee injury David Riddick was terrific last night uh, for the Flames spec they needed that one didn't they Oh, for sure. Yeah, I mean that was a big one. This was, I, I, you know what? I, I'm not a gambler. I don't bet. I, don't, I certainly don't bet sports because if I did, I'd be broke. But going into that game last night, the Flames were coming off two tough losses. Uh, Toronto lost Muzzin. They lost Thornton. They lost Hyman. Uh, they've been winning games. It's a Monday night in Toronto against a nearly a last place team. I had a you know, that's the one. I saw Calgary coming. They were going to win that game all night long for me, Bob. You saw that coming. Absolutely. I, I, gotta, I said, I, I I said gotta, my sister in Calgary yesterday, I said, your team's going to win tonight. Don't worry. Uh, well, uh, Nostradamus, we'll have to uh, see if you can. Well, tonight, for me, this is a tough uh, matchup for Edmonton. I'll be frank with you. Vancouver's play the Oilers tough. They win face-offs, <laughs> which, like, the, the next two teams that the Oilers play have the puck a lot because they win a lot of draws. Now, Vancouver's been outshot. Vancouver spec... Um, do you agree or disagree with this statement? They lose Markstrom, they lose Tanev. Those are the two guys that cleaned up the crap that was getting spilled by others, and they were a team that was a little leaky last year. Would you agree with that? Well, no question. No, that's exactly it. Losing a huge, two huge parts of their defensive structure was something that team couldn't overcome, and we've watched it this spring. they got to figure out how to play without those guys, and by the time they figure it out, Bob, it might be too late. All right, uh, multiple uh, reports now just furthering this Tiger Woods story. Tiger Woods' agent has told Golf Digest that the professional golfer has suffered multiple leg injuries. Uh, he's currently in surgery. So uh, uh, Darren Ravel reporting that as well. Uh, continue to monitor uh, that story. One of the uh, greatest golfers of all time. I mean, the guy was his dog. That, Tiger Woods made a lot of other guys rich, kind of like Wayne Gretzky made a lot of other guys rich in hockey. You know what I'm saying, Speck? Oh, yeah. Yep, no question. When we come back, we're going to talk about the Hart Trophy and why Austin Matthews has an advantage, at least at this time, after a global news weather traffic update with Eileen Bell. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer, Weekdays at noon on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad.